Hi there, Jonathan here. This is 3430 and we're reading the book of Romans in 30 days. Paul now expands the scope of the gospel to the whole created order. This teaching should not be confused with that of universalism, which teaches that all will be saved in the end. On the contrary, Paul teaches clearly throughout Romans and his other epistles that humans must respond to God's grace with repentance and faith to be saved. Here, Paul simply outlines that creation is part of God's plan and is in fact part of what will be renewed in the final resurrection. Romans 8, 18-30 is primarily about glory. Glory that believers share in now and glory to be received at the very end after death. Suffering is part of the deal of being human and is also to be expected in the way of the master, the life of the Christian. This suffering is in many ways part of sharing solidarity with creation itself, which is subject to decay and entropy since the fall of humanity. That moment when sin entered human history back in the Garden of Eden. It's significant that Paul connects the future of the redeemed with the future of the planet. For many years, fundamentalist Christians believed that since the earth was to be burned up at the return of Christ and the judgment of the unredeemed, it was naively thought that there was no real need to look after it. The conservation and environmental movements of recent decades, I think, have shone a light on our need to be good stewards of our planet. Thousands of years earlier, Paul had taught that our destiny was linked to the created order after responding to the good news with faith. Looking after the earth has always been our job as God's representatives. It's known as the stewardship mandate. Verse 19, For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Jesus said that if people didn't praise him, the rocks would cry out. He meant that literally. Creation groans for the king of the cosmos to be revealed. It's helpful to remember that as the people of God in the Old Testament looked forward to the promised land of Israel, so the followers of Jesus look forward to the ultimate promised land, which is the new earth in new creation. Paul states that following Jesus involves a fair degree of faith-fueled, patient hope. During this time of waiting, we as believers can expect the Spirit of God to be at work in our lives, helping us in our weakness. The Spirit intercedes for us. He helps us pray through guttural utterances. Paul calls them wordless groans. How encouraging it is to know that when we don't know how to pray, the Spirit can pray through us on our behalf. God is good. 
He really is. He is good all the time to his people and his planet. God is working together the complex components of not only our individual lives, but the history and destiny of the planet. He's bringing about his good and eternal purposes in the midst of the seeming chaos. He does this, Paul says, for all who love him and are called according to his purpose. We sometimes refer to God's action in our lives as action which leaves fingerprints. God's fingerprints. Sometimes it's not until we get hindsight that we're able to figure out what God has been up to. Sometimes we can think that he's done nothing, while all the while he's working everything together for our best good in a way that we could never have imagined until after the event. Paul says, God knows the future and he has predestined the fact that there will be a church, a bride for his son. He has planned that there will be a church full of people redeemed in the blood of Jesus and who have entered this redeemed community by repentance and faith. These believers will be called by his grace and justified, which means made right And those who have been forgiven and restored to relationship with the Father can know absolutely they will also be glorified in the end with all the natural order in the resurrection of all things. The scope of salvation is just huge. It encompasses God's natural order. Creation longs for salvation in Jesus like we do. Let us join in with the mountains and the hills as they rejoice and give praise to the God above all who is worthy of this and much, much more. Enjoy God's word.